0: I mean I think within our thesis there's several layers of different life stages of women and girls and, and different areas of health different stages of their lives and different yeah just different approaches and so I think that there's levels in terms of like who are the women running the companies and then in our own team you know I have a lot of venture partners and fellows y- younger professionals and just enjoy also like working with a younger generation and and you know, it helps them with their career development and everything and getting sort of breaking into VC. So I really enjoy having this team. And then also we have a lot of women LPs. And so we're serving them in terms of empowering financially, which I know a shout out to the new table. So excited to be working with you on that because it's very important.
1: Welcome to How Women Inspire, where women lead, invest and give. I'm your host, Julie Castor Abrams, founder and CEO of How Women Lead and managing partner of the venture firm How Women Invest, feminist, social justice warrior, mother, friend of 50,000 plus badass women, and an expert at helping top executive women get on boards and break down barriers for women entrepreneurs, investors, and social impact activists. In this podcast, we interview women influencers and leaders from across the globe who are in the C-suite, founding companies, investing, and agents of change. We'll share stories of how women lead. We'll provide insights and data, tips you can put into action, and get to know the women who have fiercely and unabashedly stepped into their power in leadership and opened doors for other women like you. We discuss topics ranging from the journey of getting a board seat, how we can counter cultural frameworks that change the way the world views women leaders, what we're doing to close the gender funding gap, and driving equity for women in all aspects of life and career. My goal is that after every episode, you walk away feeling inspired, unstoppable, ready to level up and step into your power and influence. I want to break down the cultural narratives that hold us back collectively and those messy messages you heard that are taking up way too much of your brain space. I want you to know you're invited in because I know that together we can change the culture, change opportunities, and create the future we want for our daughters and sisters and friends. This is our time. Are you in? Welcome to How Kick-Ass Women Inspire. Today's guest is the founder and general partner of Coyote Ventures. This is an early stage venture capital fund that specializes in women's health and wellness. I mean, she's fueling the companies that will solve the problems that we have. Her journey in launching this innovative impact focused set of products actually began at Impossible Foods, where she was the 12th employee uh, and contributed to the development launch of the Impossible Burger. If you haven't tried it, you must go get that. So she is an innovation expert goddess and the one that we all need to be following. And she's been an innovation consultant. She's worked with startups around the globe. And she served as a principal at a family office. And she's an LP in women-led funds. She's shown her dedication to empowering women entrepreneurs over and over. This woman is the real deal. And her angel investments have all... Turned into unicorns. Like that is stunning. Solidly solidifying her reputation as a super, super savvy investor. Again, you want to follow Jessica with an impressive background. She actually has an MS in biochemistry from UC San Diego. She's got an MBA from the Presidio Graduate School and a BA in philosophy from Texas State University. She's got it all. With her remarkable achievements and commitment to making a positive impact in the world, my friend Jessica. Car, Thank you so much for being with us today. You are a force to be reckoned with, and I'm so honored to spend a couple minutes with you today. You're the one to watch. Well,
0: that's the best intro ever. I'm going to listen to that when I need to personally feel <laughs> Thank you. It's so great to be here, and you're yeah. the overall model.
1: It's so great to be partnering with you, and I can't wait to dig in because you're so you're such a trailblazer and so brilliant. Can we first start with some fun stuff? What's that song that uplifts you that either gives you the, for, for the times that are tough or the times that are good when you want to celebrate?
0: I love When the Levy Breaks by Led Zeppelin. I think that just, it's, it's such a jam. It's, you know, the drums, is the harm they could. Just like when the song starts playing, I have to just stop what I'm doing. And it's just like, it's just such a jam out.
1: I am nice. really happy. Nice. I wish I could see you in your socks in your kitchen dancing around. That. Find <laughs> <laughs> yeah. nice <to> <laughs> so there, there's so much I want to talk to you about. But could, could you, you know, let's talk about your fund because you're such an innovative and powerful player in this space. What is the meaning of Coyote Ventures?
0: So I thought of this name. I. I read Women Who Run With The Wolves at definitely a time where I was thinking a lot about gender equality and just my own path and how my genders just played a pivotal role in a lot of the dynamics, professional, personal, and just what does it mean to be female in this business world that's been changing and also just being a female in life. And I think that that book is is very very beautiful. Telling everything through storytelling in terms of like what it is to be female and you can live- running with the wolves. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So instead of wolf, it's coyote for a few reasons. I had recently been to Sedona and went to one of the Medicine Wheels, and there's four directions, and and coyote is one of the directions. So the story was that there was. Animals that were fighting over who ruled over the animal kingdom, and there was a, a bear and a coyote and an eagle. I'm looking at the other one, and but they all came together and they said, like, it, it kind of came that they all have different skill sets. They all have different sort of like, and there's four directions, there's four seasons, there's a lot of meaning behind four, and so coyote was the stage where. They're there to teach you a lesson, like the trickster, but it's really part of your, the critical growth of your life. And it's also part of summer. So like after the spring, all of the the seeds you plant turn into fruits that you harvest. And so I thought that was also beautiful in terms of the life of companies. This is sort of like, this is a growth phase, And I mean, not that we're doing growth stage investing, but you know, the seeds have have an element to grow and local to San Francisco, where we both live, lots of coyotes went a little bit wild during COVID. There was pictures of downtown and, you know, everywhere. And, you know, I I happened to see coyotes at some significant points in my journey. And I knew that like, that was always a sign, you know, according to the native
1: American moments. So yeah,
0: there layers behind the story.
1: And, and your background, I mean, you know, you got every degree one can get almost. You clearly are on a lifelong journey to learn and have an impact. So it, it feels like it sort of hits a nail on the head in so many ways. But you decided to focus on healthcare solutions. Can you talk a little bit about why you feel like this is the most important thesis for you? And sort of what is your hope by making these kinds of investments? You've heard me say it before. My goal is for you to run the world, and let me tell you why. It's not just because I think you're fabulous badass, and you know that I do. It is actually protective for all of us. When you have diversity on a board, for example, product recalls happen three times faster. Companies perform better. It's better for people, it's better for profits, and it's better for the planet. We need you. To join a corporate board and we need you to know when to advocate for it in your day job october 16th through the 20th how women lead is hosting our extremely successful fourth annual get on board week this week is full of virtual programming content rich but also connecting, connecting, connecting. And we know 85% of all board searches are word of mouth and through connections. We wanna connect you with private equity firms that are seeking board members. We wanna connect you with other women board members who've already done it, who are being tagged and can't take all the board seats that are coming their way. We will have board opportunities that we will share with you. Really, truly, this is our way to connect and propel you. This is one week. But what happens is people connect with people on LinkedIn or they create mastermind groups that they support each other all year long. I want you to step up and be part of the solution. My daughter needs you on the board. But I also want to inspire you to think about all the women around you, where you can be the person who inspires her and says, I see you on a board. I think you should be on a board. Check it out, come and explore. Invite 10 friends, tell them that you believe in them. It's the greatest gift you can give. Somebody did it for you and I wanna encourage you to do it for another woman. I look forward to seeing you at Get On Board Week so we can get thousands of women on boards. This year, our focus beyond the private boards that we've always focused on, we're adding the private board space. It's time, thanks for your partnership send the letter back down and help another woman get into action.
0: Definitely. I, I found it very important to to serve women. And, and like I said, I just felt like there are ways of being female in the world that don't fit into sort of the patriarchal history and seeing how women's health exactly fit into that. And so I did start the research around like on the personal side around like what was the orgasm gap? Why is this happening? Why is it such a societal thing, but also a level of misunderstanding women, misunderstanding their own bodies as well. And so when I branched off into health overall, I saw so many other examples beyond sexual wellness, where there was women being banned from clinical trials, for example, and having more adverse reactions to medications and even just looking at some of the chronic conditions women suffer from that are misunderstood, not researched, and so you know it all—it all added up to me in terms of like how it contributes to overall gender equality. And and having worked a lot in the sustainability side of things, and seeing how they can't really move the needle without paying attention to like gender equality, racial equality, socioeconomic issues, and just seeing like people should recognize more like how a lot of these things are sacked as
1: well. Well, thank you so much, because I think I'm older than you are, you know, I'm, in, in, I'm 55. And I look back and I think like, Jesus, the cost of not having good health care to my family alone, of like 10 years of undiagnosed thyroid disease, like, you know, that kind of thing. It's like, that's outrageous that we have not figured some of this stuff out. The cost to society, to to employers, to families is just extraordinary. You're doing so much outside of the venture firm. And in so many ways, you're like the women and girls activist and advocate. How are you thinking about your own thesis about how to uplift women and girls in general?
0: I mean, I think within our thesis, there's several layers of different life stages of women and girls and, and different areas of health, different stages of their lives and different, yeah, just different approaches. And so I think that there is levels in terms of like, who are the women running the companies? And then in our own team, you know, I have a lot of venture partners and fellows, younger professionals and just enjoy also like working with a younger generation and, and, you know, it helps them with their career development and everything and getting sort of breaking into VC so I really enjoy having this team. And then also we have a lot of women LPs. And so we're serving them in terms of empowering financially, which I know, uh, shout out to the new table. So excited to be working with you on that because it's very important. And then the products and services that these companies are producing. And so one of them was looking at, okay, all of condoms like are targeted towards men, like the advertising. And so what if we targeted?
1: Big you must be extra extra large
0: <laughs> yeah i, mean, I oh, how about we just make something like more clean label more like you know beautiful designs. So that's mad and then um flex companies you know also came out of a personal girl need where it's like okay periods suck and the founder tended to get yeast infections at every period and said like okay what's an alternative to tampons and pads. And so she found this technology that's the flex disc and just like something that hadn't been innovated and in since it ever
1: was in such.
0: So really cool things that I'm like, yeah, they're definitely touching people's lives in different ways.
1: Do you think that you integrate any particularly feminine values in how you do your work and maybe even things that others could consider as they, we sort of build the business ecosystems we're all caring about?
0: Yes, I, I think that that's a very important point. I think that the feminine values tend to be, and I think that we're all evolving towards that, even men. And the feminine values are things like collaboration listening to your intuition more and really like the skill of listening to other people and sort of being generative with, you know, other people. So that, that kind of goes back to the collaboration and yeah, I definitely think women who run with the wolves have so many examples of those. And then there's another book called pussy that actually like lists, what are feminine values? I think like, you know, whatever, if you get anything else out of that book, I think it's pretty interesting, but it also helped me understand on one end there's sort of like the feminine and then some of the masculine way of working was more like, hey, we're gonna do things like logical order, we're gonna compete with each other. And I think moving into a new paradigm of of how everyone is working will definitely make the world a a better place. And definitely working more male dominated places. And going to work every day felt like going to battle and you know like, oh, I have to go argue about this you know, it's just like, it's exhausting. And so I definitely think that this is a really important thing to think about, even if it is a little abstract, like how can we move more into that? And, and it would definitely make a life a lot
1: easier. Okay. So do you believe that it's sort of a balance of masculine and feminine characteristics that is the trick? You know, you just described some of the masculine characteristics Are other female or feminine characteristics that you're like, listen, we definitely need more of this. Like you just said, listen, to people, being collaborative, you know, what else might be a good, a good thing to add to the balance?
0: I mean, there are good things in the masculine traits as well. So I'm glad you said that because it's not fully moving to one or the other. It's a lot of yin and Yang and a lot of people have both values, but I think, you know, some historical women leaders who were some of the first to mock like being in the masculine values. And then I think that was like a detriment to a lot of them and, and also exhausting for them. So I think in the balance that we have both of those logic with intuition, collaboration with competition. So yeah, I don't have like the whole list in front of me, but those are some. No,
1: I, I love that you just described that. And you know, what, the thing that came up for me is, listen, we can be hard driving to get results. COVID hits, what are you going to do? People are in a panic. They don't know if the world's going to end or if they can ever find toilet paper again. You couldn't as a leader be like, did you do your 10 today? It's like, you actually have to pull out another side of yourself and be able to actually move between both types of leadership. Right. So
0: there's like flexibility, adaptability, like long-term thinking versus short-term thinking.
1: Okay. So you're the healthcare solutions goddess. What do you do yourself to stay healthy and inspired? Because you're doing the hard stuff, you know, you're really breaking through and like breaking glass ceilings every day. So, what do you do to make sure that you can keep yourself short up?
0: Yeah, I I do a lot. This list is very long, but I think it's important to talk about and you know, let people know that it is better if you can push reset a little bit. And, like, when I'm doing Taking breaks, you know, away from the Zoom and the grind, it clears my head and when I'm very clear on like solutions and there's important decisions to make every day that you know can be stressful if you don't stop and just digest. So some of my top things, I love the water. I love being in the water. So I swim in San Francisco by Bay and it feels like oh, you
1: do that.
0: I go at least once a week. Hope to more when it's yeah. you know when I can but there's a whole process there's a sauna at the end so the sauna is really key I love that I love that. let's see also just other ways of exercising like and also doing yoga I tried to take like you know a morning routine with some journaling and also you know seeing friends is very restorative so good to know people that that love you and support you friends and family spending time I love cooking like i think it's very empowering. food is so expensive right now you go to a restaurant it's like over 50 dollars i yeah, think great. i think it's very empowering be like i just made this delicious thing and i feel empowered by not having to spend a lot of money for it i think like Tasting good food, it also just makes your brain happy too.
1: Well, you are such an extraordinary inspiration to me and so many women I know. You are so beloved. Who inspires you? Like, who fills up your cup?
0: People like you and you do as well. So you're very inspiring. I think seeing the way you support other women and just, I'm very impressed with how much you do. It's so many things and they're all very strategic and important as well. So, so you're on my list. I have a lot of supportive, like some of my LPs, you know, Susan Selinski. She is, she is one of our first She's everybody's number one. Yeah. yeah. She every time I open LinkedIn, it's like another nice comment to someone. It's just like that's so sweet. And I would say some of my family too. My grandma got a degree in accounting when she didn't she was at the age that she could have just got married and not done anything. I thought that was very impressive. It's like pre-calculators, you know, doing math. I, I think that that's a little trippy to me. Like I just do Excel, you know, I don't want to write it down on a piece of paper. So I think that's pretty cute. So, you know, a long list of people with great values that, I, that I'm going to pull from.
1: Yeah, wonderful. So, when you think about your own investing sort of thesis, you've invested from angel investments that went unicorn to a venture firm. How do you think about investing? Like, how do you go about doing it?
0: Yeah, that that is a pretty hard question. I mean, there's it's definitely developed over time as well to process. where, you know, in the beginning, you're looking at I was doing lots of different areas, and then just really laser focused into women's health. And so a few top things like top of mind. First, I look at what is the level of innovation. So sometimes it's like okay, there's nice that this is like an access play, or this is like a Especially don't, don't want to look at things that are called be acts. That's definitely a hard no. But I think looking at something and being like, wow, this is completely overlooked. This is a really cool solution. It's really, you can see the originality behind some of these new things. And so I love when I see that combined with authenticity of like who the team is and how they go about making that, how they went about building. And those are pretty much like when I start out that those are the two things I look at. And then, you know, but you also have to look at how do I make money now for my LPs? And so a lot of that is like, what is this overall vision? Like, how could they grow to own this huge market? Um, And just making sure that they are savvy, you know, with all of the areas that they need to be savvy, especially in financials, business development. Usually we really heavily look at their product and science as well and making sure they're people I want to talk to. Sometimes I'm like, Oh, this seems cool. But I get on the phone. And I'm like, they're, they just like, you know, have some offness. And so there is a lot of intuition on like, who do you trust? And um, an important part now is just understanding like who, who people's networks are too, because in this time where companies are shutting, and having trouble raising, you have to also make sure like, hey, they can't, we can help a lot, we have more network to help, but we can't drive, you know, we can't just sit there and do their business development, like who's their network, we can contribute, but we can't fully transfer our own network. So that's something important over time to really build a network. And when you're launching a company, like who's really able to, to support you.
1: Those are fantastic. And one of the things you just said was, Kind of that set that feel for the entrepreneur. And I, I think it's so critical because we've both been, you know, you're going to be in bed with this person, you know, seven years, you know, you're going to be helping them when times are tough. You're going to get the calls at midnight. You're going to also get the celebrations and they'll be on a high. And, you know, are they going to keep you close even when the times are great? Right. So that's to me, that's also been part of the problem in venture because that's why, you know, the majority of investors, venture investors are men. And when most of us feel more comfortable with somebody who we get, and I think that's why only 2% of venture funding goes to companies founded by women, right? What percentage of your investments are companies with women founders?
0: 100% of our CEOs are women. There are some male co-founders, which I think sometimes I definitely think that's a good setup if they're like COO. (laughs) So yeah, really proud of that.
1: What difference do you think it makes to them to have a woman on their cap table as sort of an investor, you know, supporting them?
0: Yeah, definitely. makes a huge difference. And I would say, like, on, on backing it, but also in the diligence process, you know, I'm like, hey, we can skip the problem slide. We can skip a couple of meetings, even, at like, uh, educating on the market. Like, it saves a lot. That. And I've definitely backed a few where it's pretty much all men on the cap table. Otherwise, there's definitely some good, like, Female syndicates I've been part of as well, but yeah, a couple of them go about the fundraising process, and they don't a lot of times intentionally look for female investors. And, and I've heard some feedback from some of them that like I was the only female VC they picked, which in my room, I'm like you know friends with you and so many women GPS. I'm like that still happens. Like in my in my little bubble, I'm kind of shocked, but I guess that's because that's a bubble.
1: Yeah, maybe, but there's 500 of us running venture firms, you know, women. So we -hmm. actually have, for the first time ever, we have this really great infrastructure of us. People who have got great track records like you, my gosh, like you are like the real deal. And anyone who cares about solutions for women's health needs to take a second look at what you're doing because. This is all those examples you gave. It's like, I just want to say yes, yes, yes to every single one of the things that you said. So we're almost out of time. It's been so much fun to be, I hope to be able to amplify this message that you have with lots and lots of people. If you could leave people with a final piece of advice or wisdom, what would that be? What what message do you want the world to know?
0: Think more about your values and how you can bring them forth in your work and think more like where did they come from? How How can you you know, use them to to uplift. Yeah. You as an authentic person more.
1: Oh my God. That's beautiful. Jessica, how can people find you? If people are like, I need to invest in this venture firm, how do they find you?
0: LinkedIn is great. I don't check Twitter a lot, but yes, LinkedIn, Jessica
1: Carr, K-A-R-R. I'm on there all day, all night. So. <laughs> Coyote Ventures. All right, everyone. you met her. You know who's solving uh, and fueling the solutions of tomorrow for all of the healthcare that we need to see that we haven't seen yet. So much blue ocean opportunity for for, for all of us and for you, especially, Jessica. So thank you for being with us today. That's so fun. Thank you, Julie. And with that, I want to thank you all for listening to today's episode of How Women Inspire. And because your inspiration should not stop when this podcast ends, head over to our website, howwomenlead.com. Follow us on LinkedIn at How Women Lead and subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast app to find out how you can proactively take charge and step into your power through our workshops and activism in our loving network. We want to propel you. See you next time, ladies. And remember to be unabashedly visible.